Welcome to the Common Sense Connections app audio education series. We encourage you to listen carefully to the success and leadership principles discussed in this audio. They have enabled countless independent business owners just like you to build a successful business and have a full and balanced life. We got a special guest. You know, we just finished an event. And you've all heard me talk about events, how important they are to your success. There's so many things that go on. Of course, the information, having this belief level with hundreds of other people. But you get to meet a lot of people that you don't really know. And I got to not just meet but hear uh, a young man who uh, literally blew me away on Saturday afternoon. And uh, I asked him, you know, listen, you know, we're not upline, downline of each other, but would you mind coming on a Saturday training call that I do and just share information? He said, are you kidding me? It would be an honor. And that's one of the things that all of the leaders in this company share. Everybody wants to help everybody. So with that, I'm going to say a common sense good morning over in Ohio, Mr. Gary Libby. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, sir. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. So, hey, I want to get right to this. You are a veteran of network marketing. Do you remember when you started, what year you got started in network marketing? Oh, gosh, 1977. Oh, yeah. I was working at the world's number two tire company in the home office. I was all set. So you were, you were in the tire industry. So how yes, in the world were you introduced to this incredible industry of network marketing? You know, I'll tell you very quickly. I was I graduated from college. I went back to, in the Army, went to Vietnam, came back, you know, went back to school, got my degree, went to Ohio to work for the second largest tire company on earth. And just five years later, I was not broke. I was in debt. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> so how did you get a – I'm just curious, you know, back in 1977, how did you get approached to, to taking a look at, at a new business? Oh, three brothers, all three of them up in Maine. Here I am in Ohio, a thousand miles away. They're all in something. They're all excited, and they're fighting over who's going to get Gary. <laughs> That's how, that was the intro, and I ran and that, from them. <laughs> so how long did it take you to take a look and make a decision? You know what, maybe my maybe my brothers aren't so crazy after all. You know what's funny? A tragedy happened in my life. In other words, I went home for Christmas. They chased me for a whole week that I was there, came back to Ohio, and when I thought I was getting married, my, that whole thing turned into a disaster. And that time of the winter doldrums between Christmas and, and uh, May, when there's no holidays at work, I got so depressed that I called up Tyler and I said, are you going to come out here and sponsor me, or do I have to call my brother Matt? <laughs> That's desperate when you have to call. <laughs> so that was back, man, 44 years ago it started for you. It was, I guess it was yes, a little sir. different back then. So just curious, um, how did you how did you do in that first company? You know what? It took me eight. Um, I, as I told you, I was way behind. I wasn't even at. Somebody said, "Well, how'd you do?" Well, I wasn't even at zero. It took me a year and a half to get up to zero. But <laughs> once I got it going, in a year and a half from there, we retired. So I started out at thirty-one, and I retired at thirty-four, and never to work wow. for anybody else 
again. Wow, that is unbelievable. And you had, uh, needless to say, you and your brothers all had a great run in that company. And, you know, I love to tell people, Gary, I was in overnight success in network marketing, and it only took me 14 years (laughs) to become (laughs) an overnight success. So I've got to ask you, so you were pretty much, you know, at that point, you know, retired, done. How did you hear about common sense? Well, that's a long, difficult story, and, you know, the great news out of it, Every step along the light we learned because I was, we made a lot of money in the industry and things were going very well and then the deal changed. And then the deal changed. And then the deal changed. And the deal changed. Right? Uh, I mean, in different I- issues. But then uh, Tyler and I and Randy Haugen, we all ran into uh, Joe and Richard. And he thought, all right, this is the real deal. And here we go. So we couldn't be prouder or happier to be right where we are. Interesting. So what was it? What are some of the things, because a guy like you, 40-plus years' experience in network marketing, I mean, obviously, any network marketing company in the world wants to come to you and, and, you know, make you offers and whatever. So what are some of the things that you personally were looking for in a network marketing company? I was going with my brother. I was going with Randy uh, Tyler. Uh, it goes with Randy Haugen. We, I, it was our friendship. It was our camaraderie. We've been through the war before. We're we're still here together, and that's we weren't we weren't splitting off. The one thing about what we do, there's great loyalty. There's a in a book called Band of Brothers. It talks about World War II and some of the guys fighting in the, in the European water in the World War II in Europe. And it talks about the relationship that you build out there when you're running together. In, in this case, in our case, it was earning our own freedom, overcoming. The biggest thing we had to overcome was ourselves. Man, the only thing standing in the way, though, for the whole business was me. <laughs> anyway. So you must have at one point early on tried these products. Oh, in the ones we're doing right now? Yeah, you mean the common and, and common sense. Oh, Lord, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Do, yes. Now, so I'm yes. guessing you use these products. Do you have, I, I, and I know when people ask me what's your favorite product, I say, gee, why don't you ask me who my favorite kid is, you know? But I'm just <laughs> curious, do you, do you have a product, a group of products that you personally like to consume or, or you've seen a lot of success with? Well, you know what I use? Uh, we had an issue with, uh, without the story to going on the issue, where I was taking a very expensive, it was like uh, after my insurance, it was $500 a month for the, this medicine, uh, and it was a natural medicine uh, for my gut, and it didn't work. And, and I thought, man, all this money and all this stuff, and this isn't working. So my doctor said, throw everything you got at it. And so we threw gut sense at it, and it worked. So, wow. Yeah. Right, and I don't have trouble sleeping, but now I take sleep sense when I think if if I get thinking I might have trouble sleeping, I take my gut sense and I don't not gut sense. I take my sleep sense and I sleep anyway. <laughs> so I love them all. Yeah, that is. I've had great success personally on these products. So here's really one of the things I wanted to ask you. So you've now been with this company. I'm guessing from the time it started or shortly thereafter. 
And yes, you are a recruiter. We've got a lot of people on this call right now that are listening to this, either live or the recorded version, been in network marketing a long time, um, maybe been in this company a year, a year and a half, and we feel, man, our war market, we've gone after everybody. I don't know who else to call. I believe in the opportunity. I believe in the ownership and the timing and the products. But once you feel that you've gone after everybody that you personally know, is there a way for you to just speak to people that you don't know? That's a good question. You know what? Because I was in the the original network, and then we went through a couple others, and most of us stayed together through that process, Um, anytime I'm going to call these people, they're thinking, oh, no, what's next? Oh, call me back for something else. And, and But most of that problem, I found out, was in my own mind. So I knew what they were going to say, and sure enough, they said it. <laughs> so it didn't encourage me. So what I had to do is I had to learn to go talk to everybody. And it was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. But that was true when I first got in the networking industry to begin with. Because I could help you. I'd go anywhere on earth to help you build somebody in depth. But when it came to working for myself... I uh, I sort of freaked out. So it took it took a that was my biggest battle. Well, one of the things I heard you talk about uh, at the convention really was talking to strangers. And if yes, you wouldn't mind sharing of some of your some of the ways you just approach people out of the blue, I know that listening to you, I learned a lot. I was thoroughly entertained, and I said, boy, what I love everybody. To hear this, so what, what are some of the what are some of the tactics you've used in the past or taught people in the past how to how to speak to strangers? Well, you know what I, you say how to speak to strangers. Uh, <laughs> we live in Ohio. We've got some strangers, really strangers. <laughs> I had to, the first thing I had to do, Eddie. I had to figure out why am I doing this, and can I mention something to the folks on this call? Your timing couldn't be better. I, I sat there and I looked right here with the uh, what's going on in the economy uh, since February, uh, since January. The price of gas up 45%. We just redid our electricity and our natural gas up 60%. And everybody's out there thinking, what the heck? And food skyrocketing, all this stuff. And we can hide under the bed or we can just go out there. And all I'm saying is it's, there's never been a better time to get out there. So I congratulate everybody that is here. You've got a solution. In it. We, have, we have a solution in our hands where we can reach out to help folks. Anyway, uh, other question or shall I go on? No, I want, you to, I want you to run with this, Gary. I want you to share with okay, people perfect. what you okay. shared with us at the convention. Perfect. See, what I had to do, Eddie, to get started, I had to make me do it. And I say make me do it, I, it and that's back to belief. Well, I, I just had to, di- first, I, number one thing, I had to dust off my dreams. I want to read you a couple quotes. This one's out of a Mark Batterson book called Trip Around the Sun. He says, I want to live my life with a childlike sense of adventure. I want to leave a legacy that is full of faith and full of fun. And I know the greatest adventures are always done in tandem with the people you love most. So I want to spend my days dreaming big dreams and praying bold prayers. He says, choose adventure. Another one of my favorite authors, Colleen Barnett. In a book called Reaching Your Dreams, he said, when God created you, he needed something done on earth that no one else could do, so he designed you 
to do it better than anybody else. He said, God receives special pleasure from you that he receives from nobody else. In that same book, well, they asked me, um, uh, so I had to decide, what do I want? And in that, in that same book by uh, Tommy Barnett, he said, your dream should be so big that it takes your breath away, that makes you temporarily weak in your knees, that makes you cry out to God for help to get it. This is serious. We're talking about our future on the line. But we have a way. Eddie, you, you've done this. Uh, I, I read this quote here. This is just like you. And it says, he turns everything into an adventure. Every relationship, every circumstance, every, every day an adventure. And that's, that, that's your magic that, that I see. You, you're, somebody told me your dream should be so big that it, when it becomes a reality, everybody you will know will say, ah, that must have been God because he sure didn't have what it took. And that's fine with me, right? I don't care. I'm not here to get credit. I just want to be free. So I got to ask yourself, I'm going to ask all you who are on this phone, on this call, ask yourself, what brings out the fight in you? What brings out the dream in you? I've got a picture in my hand right now. It's a picture of a dam. And I'm not cursing because up in northern Maine where Libby Camps is, been around for 100 years, on the, on the main lake, there is a dam, and that dam is for sale. Our goal, Judy's my goal, the picture, I got a picture of the very site to buy that camp. We call it the dam camp, and uh, it's going to be the, 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 the dream come true camp. So I ask you, what, what is it? Put the picture on the wall. That's what this is all about. Get your song. If you ever heard that song uh, called... This is my fight song, take back my life song, prove I'm all right song, my power's turned on, starting right now, I'll be strong, I'll play my fight song, and I don't care. If, if nobody uh, else believes, because I still got a lot of fight left in me. In other words, put yourself on the line and said, all right, I'm going to do something. Number two, because of the COVID thing, I'm going to recommend you get your good habits back. Now, and I'm not, I'm not time to talk about these, but number one, uh, uh, like um, on the second part of the thing, listen to audio every day. Listen to somebody in the business every day, every day, every day. Number two, read 15 minutes every day in a positive thinking book. All right, you've heard that your whole life in the, in the industry. Now, never, never. Right now, there is so much negative around us of what you, you're even wondering if the country's going to survive. All these issues, we can make a difference. Number three, and my and the one I wanted to talk to you about right here today, Eddie is talk to everybody. I want to read you, this is out of an article that was published last month by some guy named Jay, uh, Joe, K-O-E-H-A-N-E. And he says, research has found that talking to strangers is good for us. It makes us happier, more optimistic, more empathetic, more kinetic, connected to the places we live and visit. In, in a time when people feel isolated, lonely, and estranged, Talking to strangers is surprisingly powerful. Plus, it's good for business. He says it teaches you to be quick on your feet, to connect, and to be comfortable asking questions. It gives you insight. He says talking to strangers makes you better at what you do no matter what that is. He said the good news is that the people who do, who do it, that tend to talk, that talk to people, tend to get good at it pretty quickly, and the good and the people they speak to tend to be surprisingly receptive. Then he says, of course, coming out of a pandemic, we're all a little rusty. So what better time to rebuild 
our, our muscles and re-engage people around us. That's exactly what we do. So how do you do that? How do you talk to everybody? Well, I'm, I'm, I, what do you do? I mean, I'm, that was my biggest battle when I first started networking. What do I say? What do I say? Well, I heard somebody say, actually it was in, if you've read a book by Ken Blanchard called One Minute Manager, it's a very, it's got big wide margins, they've got big letters, really thin book. It's a story. But in there, he talks about look for the best in people and tell them what you see. See, catch people doing good. Compliment them and tell them, tell you what you see. Another way to say that is make a friend, find a need, tell them why they'd be good at it. And I'll be honest, there's no competition telling people. Let me tell you how you do this. So what do you do? You go out the door. There is somebody. So what do you do? You say hi. You grin. Uh, not too big a grin. That you don't scare them. <laughs> and then you say, hi, you. I mean, this, right, this, isn't, uh, this isn't exactly uh, rocket science. It's a, go out and make folks day. I will tell you this. With the mask, when the, if we have to be back in the mask, we can still do the same thing. Just remember, when people got masks on, you can't tell if they're happy or they're trying to hold the place up. Right? <laughs> but what you do, be positive. Assume the positive. I remember there's a couple in uh, Common Sense, Jay and Corby Birmingham. They said it takes, they, they quoted it out of the book. It says 20 seconds of insane courage to build a business. And what that is, when you see somebody, you have to say, hi. <laughs> you said, well, what do I say next? That was my, the problem for me. Let, now, let me tell you one thing you don't say. You don't talk about, are you for vaccines or against vaccines? You don't say, are you Democrat? Are you conservative? Are you liberal? Are you a Republican? You don't talk politics. Don't do it. And I tell you why. The Libby camps, where I came from, our family's had for 100 years. But that's fly fishing country. And we learned something up there. You've got to catch them before you clean them. And we're not the cleaner anyway. What I'm saying about that, you've got to catch them before you clean them. Just talk to them. Pick them up where they are. And what do you do? I want to tell you, when I first started, I would go down there and I'm pumping gas. And I don't know if you pump your own gas up there in Massachusetts. I suspect I've done it there on our way home to Maine, right? When you're pumping gas, there's somebody else on the other side of that gas island. You look them dead in the eye and you don't say hi. You say, pumping gas, huh? <laughs> and you look. He'll show you to go back and forth a little bit. Oh, yeah. Me too, right? When you're at line at McDonald's and there's somebody behind you, I, one, I, one day some lady said, well, I don't go to McDonald's. So I appreciate that. Uh, Ashley, uh, I don't go to McDonald's. We all go to McDonald's. We just don't. <laughs> when there's somebody in front of you in line, I don't mean in there when you're going through the drive-thru. But anyway, <laughs> when they're in front of you in your line, you know what you say? You say, going to McDonald's, huh? And listen. <laughs> It's just so simple. When you get the first word out of your mouth, it's so simple. I, I, when I go into a store, I, we're going to a, a, uh, I went into a Lowe's a little bit ago. I sold a plan to a guy, and I took him with me. He went to Lowe's. We were buying a part. When I found this, uh, the uh, guy that's helping me and the other guy that works there, I said, oh, at last, an expert. Well, he sat there. You're not sure. You never had anybody tell him that, what, for, you know, what, all that stuff. So what you do is you go in there, and, and, and it's just so simple. And, I, and that guy, the one I showed the plan in, would go in there, and I asked him what he does for You know what I do? When I see somebody, after he's an expert, and I tell him what I want, then I ask him, I said, what do you do for a living? 
And the guy I'm with thinks, uh, he works here. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I've never heard anybody, had anybody tell me he works there. This is a second job, a third job, a fourth job. And all of a sudden, and you say, well, I don't even have a business card. I, if I, if we were on video, I would show you this box. We went to buy an electrical switch. So that switch became mine. I wanted his number, and I wrote it on the switch. I paid for the switch, came home, and I still got the box with his number. This isn't, it's just, you know, what it is, it's a shot in the dark, can't promise you anything. Maybe there's a reason we met. You know what? It's this idea of complimenting people. Mark Twain said, I can live almost two months on a good compliment. There's no competition given compliments. So I and by the way, I never asked for, for I never asked anybody for their phone number. That's too personal. I asked them. I said, "What's your text number?" And if I got something I want to send you. And by the way, you think about that. By the way, it, that that is the same number, right? <laughs> you know, I always thought as a young man, you don't ask a girl for her phone number. It's too personal. So I don't do that. I just put the odds in my favor. So, and I tell them, that salesman, I said, I got something, you're going to love this. And I don't even know what it is. When I get home, I may send him a joke. I'll find something to text him. And so he knows my name. I got his number. He's got my number. It's so simple. There was a guy, we lived, Judy and I lived right next to a park. And it was about this time of year where a guy took his 32-foot boat behind this really nice pickup, and he was prepping the boat in the park. Because he's going to go winter, winterize the boat. He's up on the deck of the boat, way up in the air, talking to his girlfriend on the phone. I said, hey, I just took your picture. Let me send it to you. You can send it to your girlfriend. I got his number. Right. Nice. It's just so simple. I text him the picture. Be inventive. This isn't right. By the way, where I used to work, I mean, when I used to work and I meet people at work, you know, that I knew a working job, I'd ask him, I said, well, how long you been working here? And then one of the guys said, every cent they threatened to fire me. <laughs> I just have fun with it. And I learned, ask questions, listen, ask questions. I used to ask people, I'd say, are you married? And I had a guy, he was a little bigger than me, he said, why, what you got in mind? I thought, I don't know what you got in mind, but you're scaring me. <laughs> so I changed my question. If you're getting the wrong answer, change the way you ask the question. Now I say you got a family, it works. Because he's either got a wife and kids or a mom or dad, unless he was hatched. Anyway, have fun. I was at Lowe's one day, coming down, the, down I, I went and bought Judy a, a mop. It was around Christmas, not a mop, a broom. I come walking down the aisle, and here's this little old couple walking the other way. And I looked at the old guy, and I said, look what I got my wife for Christmas. And that that wife looked at him so mad, they're like, don't you dare, because I think he'd already bought her a broom for Christmas before. Anyway, so I, you know, all I say is when I started, I used to be so concerned. What do I say next? What do I say next? I don't, and I wouldn't listen to their name. Cause what do I say next? I'm going to tell you this. Talk to them all. Just listen. Nobody listens to people. Listen to them. They will tell you what to say next. All right, so I just it's so it, it, it just and don't over talk them. When sometimes when we talk, they, they start to talk and we get something to say. We start our chat. I start talking. Says I, I want to tell myself, shut up. <laughs> He's telling me what's important to him. 
don't want upmanship. Don't want upmanship, people. You say, let's say he said, oh, I love boats. Well, don't tell him your boat story. You, you, if you get him, so he go gets his boat, you'll buy a boat yourself, right? In other words, don't overdo it. Keep the focus on them. And, and as I mentioned, I think I mentioned already, no one listens to people. When you listen, you have no competition. It makes you, it put, sets you out different from the, and when I asked, when I mentioned we do, uh, what do you do for a living? Judy and I go to Sam's Club and after church. I actually shouldn't have said Sam's Club. We go to the club after church, you know. But <laughs> it's not the country club. Anyway, we go down to Sam's to get our uh, uh, samples. And uh, we walked in, and this big, tall, ha- uh, handsome, strapping kid was doing samples. And I asked him, I said, wow, hey, I appreciate that very much. What do you do for a living? He says, guess. And I says, I think you're a doctor. And he looked at me shocked. He was in med school. He becoming a doctor. <laughs> yes, you got to do something, right? Why well, going to a McDonald's? You walk up to the counter. Here's another. Here's another sharp guy. Looked like he in his thirties, and he was working on the counter. And I said, "Are you the owner here?" And he looked shocked. He said, "Well, yes, I am. How did you know?" <laughs> I thought this is fun. And you're going to get to learn. To you know what's going to happen? You're going to learn to like people. And that's the point, right? I, I'll tell you one last story on this thing. I, I walked into a convenience store. It's one of these has got two doors. You come in either way, and the, there's a four-sided counter where the uh, the people work there are inside that counter, uh, you know, inside that square, and they can work, wait on people on all four sides. So I walk in there, and I'm kind of approaching to pay, you know, to pay the counter, uh, to the, pay the uh, uh, clerk. And I walk up there, and as I'm walking up there, here on coming toward the other side, is this big, tall, handsome, uh, strapping uh, policeman and in uniform. And he, I didn't notice that he was on the phone. But as he walked up and, and came up to the counter, he said, that, uh, he said, I love you, honey. And I couldn't help myself. I got myself so used to answering, you know, replying. I said, that's the nicest thing anybody said to me all day. He turned red. I thought, oh, no, he's going to pistol with me. <laughs> I just, just get, just have fun with it, guys. Talk to everybody. We got a gal that she, she wanted to show a person the plan that this lady had taken the business over from her husband, I mean, from her father, turned it all around. It was just amazing. She says, I want to call them. What do I say? I don't know what to say to her. I don't know her well enough to tell her what her strengths are. See, when you go to talk to people, you want to know what their strengths are. Or what motivates them? Because this is what you're going to talk about when you call her back. And, and and I asked Vicky. I said, "What are her strengths?" She says, "I don't know." And I said, "Well, you call her up, you compliment her." And Vicky called that lady, and she says, "I want to back. I want to pat you on the back. How you turned that business around with your father. Had. That's a big deal." She says, "What do you think uh, your uh, uh, strengths? Your uh, your uh, what do you call it? Your." Uh, Characters. What's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, you know, what are your strengths that helped you do this? And the woman went on, oh, and there's this and there's this and this. Nobody had ever asked. There, this, man, let me tell you something. The magic of contacting people is not your one-liners. It's not what you say. It, it's the questions you ask and how you listen but I want to tell you this, and it may surprise you, when you're contacting people, 
The best contact you have is not somebody that hates his job. All right, no man worth it, or no man, you're not going to get a good prospect to tell you that he hates his job. If he hates his job, then just talk to him. I mean, talk to them all, but don't worry about it. My point is, no man worth his salt will admit to you that he doesn't like what he does. So anyway, it's just all you do, and by the way, when you find somebody that does love what he does, you can sponsor him even better. John Sims at the, at the convention, the Common Sense Convention out there in Salt Lake, he said that's actually your goal is to talk to somebody with credibility. You say, I'm not good at this. I wasn't good at it either. But I was even a worse employee. And my point is this. You can learn to do this. Let me ask you a question. If somebody cuts you off in traffic, how many words do you have that can, you can describe them without even thinking? I mean, you've got a myriad of words. Some of them are quite colorful and descriptive. <laughs> you can just let them out, right? My point is, when you notice somebody's positive strengths, what, what do you tell them? Or what do you call these strengths? I, I, when somebody was good to me, and somebody said, well, what's he like? I said, well, he's okay. He's not bad. He's also so We need a vocabulary. I had to go write down a list of words. I had to go come up with words that were positive, like inventive, exciting, thoughtful, powerful, practical, quality, quick, balanced, patient, original, innovator, independent, integrity, all these sorts of things. By the way, those are words we didn't use down the Firestone. I had to go get them somewhere else. <laughs> when you call them back, all you do, by the way, I will tell you, let me see, where the, when you call, I don't call them back. Because if you notice, when you call somebody back, they don't answer the phone. If they're under 40 or under 45 years old, they never answer the phone. And, so you, and I don't leave a message because they don't answer their messages. They don't even listen to them. A lot of them got them turned off. So I use text. And what do I say? And all I want to do is get all of them. All right? But what my, my, the basic thing I tell them is a shot in the dark can't promise you anything. Maybe there's a reason we met. You know, if they want to know, well, what's it all about? I'll tell them, I'll say, I can tell you exactly what it's all about. And I will tell them a list, those qualities that I saw that they liked, that they were good. They were good at people, they were positive, and they looked all straight in the eye. I like that. So I tell them that. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about common sense. We're not talking about products. We're talking about a relationship here. We're talking about, I trust you. Here's something you could do. I'll help you do it. All right? So anyway, what a, uh, by the way, somebody told me, only talk to those people that are credible. And I want to tell you, I am a horrible picker. Because when I, I would sit there and come up with these people, and I'd say, well, that guy's a sharp guy. But then I found out later that sharp guy was a loser. Then I found out my dud, this guy's a dud, but I talked to him anyway. Turned out he was a fighter and a winner. So I figured I can't pick him. So, and the pressure was too much to talk to the sharp guy because I, I choke. So what I do is I just go talk to them all. And the sharp guy's not the sharp guy. He's just the next guy. I will caution you. If you're one that corners people and you just talk and talk and talk and talk, I would recommend uh, zip it up. All right? Learn to listen. They're, they got a lot of people yelling at them on Facebook. When you sit there and click what you like and don't like, that's like a lecture. So on here, what you're doing is you're listening. Nobody listens, all right? So, and what will happen in the process, your rough edges, well, you'll get them off. You know, it'll rub them off. You're getting better. And by the way, the prospects do not charge you tuition to teach you how to do this. 
Because I want you to understand one thing. You are going to make a lot of money from what you're learning here. And it's not just going to pay you, pay you back here. It's going to pay back in everything you do. All right? So I say all this. This is not rocket science. It's doable. And with your upline's help, my gosh. You're going, you're, by the way, you're, I don't know if you're like me. I wanted to be free. I just wanted to be not. I, I don't mind doing my job. I, don't, I didn't mind Firestone. I just want enough money so I can do what I want to do and not do what I don't want to do. All right? So talk to everybody. It's that simple. Because if you talk to any everybody, you're going to find out you can talk to anybody. All right? And it just, it, it just, it's wonderful. So I say all that to say, what did you do? Say, oh, somebody, somebody, somebody did ask me one. What do you do for a living? And I tell them what Tyler tells them. We set folks up in business. If they make money, you, we teach them. If they don't, we waste our time. So we're a little careful who we talk to. My, or you can say, my brother, he sets folks up in business. Or you can say, my mentor, he sets folks up in business. And, and if you don't know what to say, call your upline. They'll tell you. Have you noticed, I will tell you one thing. Have you noticed when you're out complimenting people, you come home feeling 10 feet tall? Because you, you've seen your influence. I went down to, fire, uh, to uh, Sam's Club one day, and it was around Christmas time, last Christmas. And there was an old guy there that had a, a Korean uh, uh, veteran's hat on. I complimented him, praised him for what he did. And, and then I turned, and he turned around and went off. He thanked me and went off the other way. And I saw him wipe a tear away from his eye. And I wiped one off my own eye. I thought, it breaks my heart. You're out there building people up. I like me best when I do what the, the business takes. And, when, and, and that, that, that's, see what I love what we're here. We have our future in our own hands. So I'm going to ask you to practice in contact, practice. And you just keep trying and trying, and you're going to hit your stride. I will tell you this. I, uh, Simon Sinek in a book called, uh, anyway, Dare, well, it's a really good book. Anyway, <laughs> he said to inspire people. He said what he does for a living. He said to inspire people to do what inspires them so they get so that together each of us can change the world. All right, let me read it again. To inspire people to do what inspires them so that together we, each of us can change our world. Well, what we've got here in, uh, in common sense, we have a way to uh, monetize it. Success based on the success of others. So I say that somebody at Firestone, where I used to work, said, what are chances you can do that, Libby? I knew what they were implying. They implied there's no chance in whatever. Well, I'm here to tell you, when uh, if you ask yourself that question or somebody else asks, say, what are chances you can figure out how to do this? I'm here to tell you the chances are not zero. You can do this. At Firestone, the chances of making it was zero especially since the Japanese bottom shut the place down and all that stuff. I love the business. One of the reasons I love about the business and common sense, you can catch up. If you're not up to, like, money-wise or time-wise or something because of life the situations that happen to you, how do you go on? How do I go on from here? You can catch up. You can catch up with success and all that. And let me tell you a secret. When you sponsor the next new one, one you met, you talk to, you just did it, and it's worked. When, when you, when you, your, your belief skyrockets, and so does your confidence. Because you see, the reason we had trouble talking with people anyway was our confidence issue. So all of a sudden now, by the way, I had one guy, he was from Texas, living up here in Indiana. And he says, I don't know anybody out here. And he got inventive on his contacting. He was out 
somewhere, he was at a grocery store, he saw a car pulling out of the parking lot with Texas license plates. He chased it. They went to, the guy pulled into Walmart, he pulled in, uh, Walmart got out and said, are you from Texas? See, this is not common, this is not, we call it rocket science. Jeff, I want to tell you something, on the other side of freedom, uh, on the other side of fear is freedom. Henry Ford said, this is a quote, one of the great discoveries a man makes, one of his great surprises is to find out he can do what he was afraid of that he couldn't do. He, he was afraid he couldn't do it, and he did. So I'm here to tell you there's a magic to taking a shot. I, I had called my brother, just a, a brother-in-law, just a few minutes ago. The Cleveland Indians are uh, changing their name. I don't like that. But anyway, the Cleveland Indians, if you were playing for the Cleveland Indians, and you had a batting average, a 250 or 300 batting average, what's that mean? That means two, over two-thirds of times at bat you missed. In other words, between 25 and 30 out of 100, you missed. 70 of them you missed. And they get paid millions. In this business, it's the same thing. You're not getting them all. But you talk to them all because you you're not a good picker. But you'll find out which one. They sort of pick themselves. And the greatest risk of it all is the risk of not trying. I close by one quote, and that's one of my favorite quotes from John Wayne. John Wayne said, John Wayne said, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. The fact you're here says you can do this. The fact you're on there, in this, you dare to, to register, you dare to try, you're learning. You, that already puts you out in front of everybody else. Judy and I believe you can do this. The fact you're here, I know that he believes you can do it. And I, all I say is, wow, this is a big deal. Never has there been a better time to do it. Man, you, and you know what? By talking to everybody, your whole list changed. And when you put that new guy in, boom, boom, boom. And the next thing you, and when it starts to go, it's time to run. Because when it runs, it's just going to explode with growth. And you're going to feel so blessed. And all those people that you dared to reach out and touch will feel blessed too. So God bless y'all. This audio series was created to help you with personal development professional development, and gaining the skills to build a sustainable business. While certainly no one can guarantee success, it is our hope that the principles and ideas discussed here will enable you to experience the thrill of accomplishment and offer your life greater significance and enjoyment. This is a copyrighted program. The purchase of the program is optional, and any unauthorized reproduction or broadcast of this digital media without express written consent is strictly prohibited. All rights are reserved.